Hey, everybody, our loyal listening audience, both of you, mm-hmm. thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is Gracemont Podcast, episode 16. Woo-hoo. I know. Uh, this is Apostle John Luke. And this is Apostle Duke. All right, and without further ado, we're going to sing our song. Grace Mont. Grace Mont. Grace Mont. Grace Mont. Grace Mont. I can see the look on your face. It's like he missed it again. No, no, I was trying to. I was trying to chime you. You were. So you're going to do the bass part. I got you. I'm ready now. I like it. I like it. I love it. Do it. It's developing. It's developing. It's a work in progress. All right. We have some very interesting questions. This is kind of an Easter-based podcast. I'm going to do my questions first. Okay. So, one of the tenets, as set out by the Council of Nicaea of Christianity, is that you have to believe that Christ died on the cross... And the third day he rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and sat at the right hand of God. So, to be a Christian, my question is, how important is that to really believe all that? And my second question is, why has Christianity focused so much on the cross, when really the resurrection is the big deal? But the cross is the logo. For Christianity, why not God is Jesus ascending or something like that, rather than the cross for the logo? And I have a third surprise topic that uh, we'll talk about toward the end. Oh, your turn! Surprise topic. All right, okay. Surprise right, topic. A surprise topic. So, all right. So my questions, uh, and it's along the Easter theme, was. Was Mary Magdalene in love with Jesus? Second question Mm. is, was Jesus in love with Mary Magdalene? Magdalene. And my third, Mm. and we may or may not get to this, is worship about God or is it about me? Mm. And so those are the... That's that's pretty deep. It is. We'll see. We'll see how deep it is. (laughs) Okay, uh, so uh, should I go first? This yeah, time? man, go first. Okay, so the que- the question is, how important is it for one to believe that Jesus arose from the dead as a Christian? So putting um, putting the traditional Christian hat on, it's everything. Without that, Christianity doesn't exist. It's it's just impossible. It's nothing. However, applying the Gracemont principle of if it doesn't make sense to you, you don't have to believe it. Gosh, I kind of I kind of don't believe it. It doesn't make sense that Jesus physically arose from the dead because. 
of what I've talked about before, how all the cellular functions just shut down and stuff. Now, could he have risen spiritually and rose to heaven as a as a soul or a spirit? Yeah, that maybe that could happen. And there were so many people that saw him afterwards, or reportedly saw him. There were like 3,000 sightings or something 500. like that. 500. 500? Yep. But again, more people than that saw Elvis after he was dead and reported it. So Yeah. You have to question it. So tell me when you're done. Because one thing I'm learning about you, I'm done. just because you stop talking doesn't mean what? you're done. <laughs> and I'm learning that. because <laughs> I, I can be done. I, okay, ahead. okay. No, no, no. Okay. So I have like all these thoughts about that. So... To me, it's like, I don't know that the resurrection was instrumental to salvation. In other words, I'm like you, I got to take a drink. So in in the Old Testament, the way this worked was, I sinned, you know, I... I lost my temper and I got mad at my neighbor and I cussed him out or I stole something or whatever it was. And then during that time, what I would do is I would take a, a, a ram or a, or a cow or a calf or a dove and I would go to the altar and I would sacrifice that and, and the blood would be shed and in the shedding of blood was the forgiveness of sins. So at that point, I was forgiven. That that dove didn't come back to life. That cow didn't come back to life. It remained deceased. Yet I, because of its, because of the shedding of its blood, I was forgiven. So if you fast forward then to Christ, and He was the Son of God, and He died on the cross. At that, in fact, uh, John Luke, and I might just challenge you, as you may remember, on the cross, one of his famous words is, it is finished. Meaning the work is done. At this point, it's complete. And he died and we were forgiven. Now, what does the resurrection... uh, I'm would be inclined to believe to be forgiven of our sins he had to die but the only thing I can think of in the resurrection was okay he claimed to be the son of God he died but he died like every other man so the resurrection sort of solidified the fact that he was a deity that he was truly the Son of God. And in his resurrection, we can take comfort in the fact that, yeah, that that truly was God's Son just by the mere fact that he rose from the dead. In fact, in the New Testament, too, uh, to your point, there is a verse of Scripture that says, if he did not raise from the dead, then our faith means nothing. Uh, right. That's... That's Paul, right? Yeah, I think that was Paul. Saying that, yeah. Yeah, and so to your point, uh, 
If he didn't raise from the dead, according to Paul, according to that scripture, it, it means nothing. But in some respects, I do wonder, like, that it was the sacrifice. That was the... We were told that he came... In fact, John 3, 16, For God so loved his... Uh, so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed him did not perish but have everlasting life. He gave his son to be sacrificed. Not to be sacrificed and raised again, but to be sacrificed. So in the sacrifice, it was kind of completed the process. So I don't know. I mean, here again, are, are, are we expected to have the answer? Because I kind of don't on that one. Well, we're just making up stuff anyway. Okay, so. yeah. Um, yeah, so, but apparently it's super, super so, important, but yeah. It, as far as the Council of Nicaea guys were concerned, it was really important, but I don't know that it really is necessary. That he rose from the dead? Yeah. Not physically, no. I mean, he, if, if we're to believe that there is an afterlife, then none of us physically rise from the dead. Yet we're supposed to go to heaven, right? Right. So I don't know why it'd be any different with Jesus. It just his spirit or his soul went to heaven rather than his actual body. And and it, okay. okay. No, you go ahead. Uh you know another thing I thought about. Well, okay, as you may remember from our Sunday school classes, is there? It was very weird. It was very weird when he came back because a lot of people saw him but didn't recognize him. He, he walked through some doors. And so to your point, maybe he was a spirit and not necessarily a, a physical body. And the other thing too, and here again, John Luke, you are a physician, okay? And we've discussed this before, but but there is there is value in sorrow. There's, there's value in emotional pain. Right. There's there's value in um, shame, right? I mean, if I stand up and my pants fall down, and I feel ashamed and I yank them back up, there's there's value. So, but when we go to heaven, we're told we'll have no pain, we'll have no sorrow, we'll have no shame. It's almost as if our body doesn't work the same way or something, because you think about it. When we're in heaven and you think about those millions and millions of people who are in hell burning and screaming and yelling, we don't we don't feel bad about that. We 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 can't because we're promised that we have no sorrow, no regrets, no any type of negative emotion in heaven. So how it's almost like so the co the collective voice from heaven to all the people in hell is Oh, buddy, sucks for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we just sayonara, dude, because we made it and you Sorry. didn't. And so we're moving on. And and uh, I have no regrets or thoughts or anything about your pain or your, which just seems, I don't know. So I went down a rabbit hole on that one. But anywho. Okay. Okay. Well, let's pull you out. Of the, I'm going to grab you by your Thank ears you. and pull you out and have you, Thank you. ask your question, your first question. Okay, so uh, my first question is, was Mary Magdalene in love with Jesus? And I mean romantically like I'm in love with him. Okay, I'm going to say yes. 
so we had our Sunday school lesson on Sunday, and and everyone seems to uh, agree that Mary Magdalene has some super special role in this in this resurrection in this message of Jesus. Now, another thing that I have learned recently, and I'm learning more about it, there is a Gospel of Mary. A Gospel of Mary did not make the canon. It's not, there's a, there's a Gospel of Mark, Luke, John, uh, Matthew, and there's a Gospel of Mary, but it didn't make it into the canon. And in this Gospel, apparently, it's written that Jesus and Mary had a very special relationship. And I think that's why she was there first. I think that's why I think she was in love with him romantically. And and here's where I, I told you I was going to put on my what what did we say our studio screen our screenwriter's cap. And when I write the story, there's going to be a scene in there where Mary Magdalene is laying in bed one night and she's thinking, is it possible? Could I could I be with him? Could I could could we could we make it together? And I mean, I just think when I when I brought that up on Sunday, I got the like, oh, that's just there you go again. But I think yeah. why not? Why why is that so? Why is that so? You know, unbelievable that that she is just partly the reason she was at that tomb so early and ahead of all the disciples. She the disciples weren't there. She was. So, because she was romantically involved with him, that's sure that's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like it. I love it. And when I'm, my screenwriter's hat on, I'm going to put it on, and she is going to be in love with him. And that's, and and the, the other thing I thought about was, in the scripture it says, so, she says, where have you taken my Lord? And she thought Jesus was first was the gardener when she first saw him. She didn't even recognize him, and he said her name. And when he said her name, she knew who it was. I think that's a love story, man. That's a love story. That's a that's a that's a woman who, when he spoke her name, that sound of his voice, she knew it was him. Anyway, so that's what I'm going with. Okay, I uh, what the heck? Yeah, I agree. Okay, they very very easily could have been. There's there's Jesus has been. Uh, I create, you know, he's been written to be this idealized person, but there's no reason why he couldn't have, you know, had a romantic relationship. It's almost to, too sterile. It's almost too yeah, sterile. I agree. That he didn't have, you know, that he didn't scratch his butt and, you know, and have a runny nose sometimes. And, and think about women. So, who knows? He might have sat around with the guys drinking a little bit of wine and, he might have been lighting farts for all Heck we know. Heck yeah, man! I mean, <laughs> you get a little ember from the fire, you know. Let her rip. And so my my point to to that point is, we're told all the time he was fully human, right? We're always told, yeah. and he felt he he was in the Garden of the Gethsemane, and he felt like, oh, if you could take this cup away from me, we're okay with that, but we're not okay with he fell in love with a woman that he had. He woke up. I mean, think about it. John Luke, he's 19 years old and he wakes up and goes, oh my God, what is, what is that? 
what's going on down? I mean, right? right? I mean, he's human. <laughs> we we want to say he's 100% yeah. human. Well, that was going on too. It had to have been. There's just no way it, it, it he wasn't having same the same kind of feelings. And Anyway, so that's my first question. Well, I agree okay. with you. And this is one of those things that's we, we grew up, it would be very shameful to say things like this. Yeah. We said these things in church. We'd be taken home and beaten. Oh, yeah, right. Run out of town on a rail. Did Jesus? But but why? Yeah. Who cares? I bet if Jesus were here today, he'd be going, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's funny. I don't care. Yeah. Hey, why would Jesus care about that? Right. He wouldn't. I, and it, it's just, it. it's supposed to be so super reverent about all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it, it, back when we were kids, we'd feel really guilty about that. And if somebody else said it, we'd go, oh, no, you can't, you can't say right, that. You can't say that. <laughs> You're going to oh, hell. Oh, I know. And even when I said that Mary Magdalene was in love with Jesus, there was like, it was like, dude, you're out of, you're out of your lane. You, you went and did it. And so, but yeah, I want to go there. I want to go there. You know what I've learned there, John Luke? Life what? is on the slippery slope. That's where life happens. It's on the slippery slope. If you don't want to go to the slippery slope, then you got to cast the boat out into the sea, man. You can't be in the harbor. I mean, they want to teach us to stay in the harbor. I don't want to be in the harbor. I want to go to sea. I want to be on the slippery slope. That's where the that's where you learn and grow. So anyway, I think I'm done. So well, that's pretty okay. good. I'm going to go on to my next question. Okay, then. very good. Why is it that Christianity is focused so much on the cross when that's not really the message at all? The, the method by which Christ died, who cares? They could have run him through with a sword. They could have chopped his head off. They could have burned him at the stake. Well, why would you choose the method of his death as the logo for your religion? That's what I... It's more of a rhetorical question because I don't know. What do you think? Well, um, so it was the it was the sacrifice that saved us from our sins. But yeah, you're right. It's and, and another thing you wonder about: why did it have to be crucifixion? You know, you almost wonder why couldn't he have eaten some poison berries and just fallen asleep? But he, it, it had to be so so violent you know and the cross well and I've, I've heard to your point I heard I remember a, one young kid in fact he wasn't a young kid he was a he was a young adult but he said when I was growing up I didn't want I hated church because when I would go to church it was all the it was this cross with this gory guy hanging on it and it was like just yeah. freaking him out he's like I hate that I hate going in there and seeing this guy with blood all coming out of him on a cross and being crucified and so to your point it's like yeah what is I mean death he had to die according I to the scriptures he had to die for for our sins but why did he have to be so brutally beaten and 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 there and there's some and there's some there's some scholar out there who would say well because the scripture says this and that and the other I don't know it. I mean, I've been in church all my life. 
<laughs> I know we're 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 healed by his wounds and we're you know saved by his stripes and meaning you know all the all the the punishment that he took for us. But yeah, that that is kind of a good point. Is like why do we make the the cross like? I've got a couple ideas. Okay, yeah. There. Well, so what? All right. So what if they stoned him? Would we just just have a big rock? We'd have like the pet oh, rock would be the that's such a the logo good point. Or or if they'd cut his head off with a sword, would the Roman broadsword be yeah the logo for the Christian church? I, I don't know. I think the cross is easy. It's easy. It's simple. It's easy to draw. I mean, it's just a two lines. Could be. Could be. I think the fact that it was so simple, and it's scary. Yeah. There's so many things, you know, that are scary that they wanted to be in right. there, like hell and so yeah. forth. And the cross is scary. And the where if I was putting my uh, screenwriter hat on right now. I would say that that um, I'm going to address some of this other stuff a little later with my question, my my surprise. Oh, you oh the surprise question, my surprise I, subject. I, yes, okay. I just got kind of want to hurry up and get to that because, but okay, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have one last comment about so, that. Okay, 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 and this is my archaeology hat. Okay, so right after Christ died and Christianity began to flourish yet it was considered taboo and you lived let's say John Luke you lived in a cave or you lived in a stone house what is the easiest way to covertly identify with Christianity I think an answer could be across. You make a you make one line down, one line across, and I walk into your home and over on the wall in that rock. I mean, you can't write some. You know, I am a the Christian. Roman suck, right, yeah, yeah, the Roman suck or whatever. <laughs> but you can have a cross, and I can say, ah, when I walked in your door, I looked over the left, I saw that cross on your stone there, or in the cave, or wherever. I wonder, I just thought about that because you mentioned, you know. Well, it's easy to draw. It's easy to so, draw. Yeah. yeah, that's so, so who knows? Maybe there's, maybe that's one of the reasons it, 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 yeah. it, it becomes the logo of Christianity today in so many, in so many places. So. Well, you have another okay, question. Okay, my other question is, was Jesus in love with Mary Magdalene? And I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to answer that first. Okay. okay. I think he was totally just using it. <laughs> it was, it was just a male ego thing, man. Because all the dudes yep. thought she was hot, and he was like, yeah. "Man, she just she's so into me." And I just sometimes, he, sometimes I treat her like crazy. He told her he loved her. Of course, he told her. Oh he loved well, yeah, her. you got to do and that. He loved her. He told her he loved her. He told her he loved her mom. Too. Yeah, but he, he was just like, using how her. many times have we done that? Right? Yeah, I love you, baby. Heck yeah. Oh, I've never done that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'll love you tomorrow. I love you tomorrow. I love you in the morning. I promise. I mean, what? Yeah. But my answer is yes. Okay. He was in love with her. And here's my screenwriter hat. Okay. The screenwriter hat is Jesus is talking to Peter, right? One night out by the fire. 
And Peter goes, what What are you thinking about, Jesus? And he goes, ah, oh, man, he's like, like you, you know Mary Magdalene? Yeah, I know Mary. What, why, what about her? He said, ah, oh, man, two times today she saw me staring at her. And like, oh, really, man? <laughs> yeah, man, I got to stop that. I mean... And she wears that perfume. No, man, ask her, ask her out. Uh, yeah, but she wears she wears that perfume, and it drives me crazy. She knows it drives me crazy. So, so John Luke, as here again as a physician, the guy was thirty three years old. By the time I was thirty three years old, I was in love with at least ten women. I mean, I was like laying in bed at night, thinking, "Oh my God, did you see her?" You know, and and you know, like in the mall when the girl walks up to you and she goes super fine babe and you're 17 and she goes how are you doing and i said something about oranges i don't know i just started blabbering <laughs> i just like every time i got around her it was like i can't talk or something he went through that yep. too he if he was fully human we're told he was fully human then i think he, and okay and here's my real screen right this is what's going to make this movie sell millions when he was in the well, garden of the gethsemane and he was saying, Father, if you could take this cup from me, but thy will be done. Meaning, and he, and he sweat great drops. He, he, his conversation was, I want to be with Mary. And, and you know, you know the movie, right? The movie was The Mermaid. I, I don't know, maybe you saw this, but you can relate some. The Mermaid falls in love with the human. If she gives up her mermaid status and becomes human, she will die. She won't live forever, but she chooses to become human so she can be with this guy. That's how I'm writing the story. In the Garden of Gethsemane, okay, like he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't anguishing over the fact that he was going to die on a cross. He was anguishing over the fact that he had fallen in love with a mortal. And he said, if there's any way I can be with her forever, God, please let me do that. But... And so it wasn't about the that's, cross; it was about his love for Mary. So that's a pretty classic storyline in Hollywood. I know the guy's dying, and he goes, "But, but I was going to be with Mary. Right. We, we had it all planned. We were going to run off. I'd been saving I up. I know, and we thought about children. I, I, well, I got her her own halo. Apparently, that book of Mary, the Gospel of Mary, according to that, yeah, Jesus had some really special relationship with her, where he he confided in her. And the other thing too is like. John Luke, I don't know about you, but I think you can relate to this. But like when I get with the dudes, I'm like, hey, dude, yeah, you're a big star. Yeah, I'm cool and all that. But when I get with women, I'm like, you know, I have this fear sometimes that I don't know. I don't know. There's something about a relationship with a woman. I feel like I can open up and and and, and there's kind of a, a tenderness there, kind of a where I can become intimate with her and tell her like, you know, I, I'd never tell the guys this, but. Sometimes I worry about da da da, you know. Sure. And and, sure. and I think that was going on with him and Mary Magdalene. And, and in some ways, I'd be a little bit disappointed if it wasn't going on. Because here again, it, it sometimes the story is so sterile, it's so just right. cardboardish, black and white, cut and dried, right angles, everything. That's like there's got to be more stuff to that. So anyway, that's my that's my second thought okay i'm down so why don't you go on to your third okay because and we'll get to my, my okay so here's my here's my third one and it's it is is worship about 
God or is it about me? And my answer is it's about me. And here's, and here's why. Because God does not need me to build up his ego. God's ego right. is 100% solid and secure. And if I'm on my knees saying, God, you are so good and so big and so wonderful, he's not up there going, oh, wow, I feel so much better about myself <laughs> because you're, you're, you're worshiping and praising me. So here's what I think it's about. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back a little bit about that time when I was in high school and I saw that girl right? And she was so beautiful. And I laid in bed at night and I thought about how her hair smelled. What I was doing, I was magnifying her in my mind. I was, I was magnifying her. Same thing with OU football. OU football is the coolest. It's the best. That quarterback that's coming in, man, did you see his stats? The more I talk about that, the more I build that up, the more I, in my own mind, create this bigger-than-life guy. I can't wait to get to the stadium, man, and watch them play football. And I can't wait to see her this weekend because all week I thought about her. I thought about her. Or my hero, uh, you know, that cool actor or whoever. So I think worship is designed for me. As I worship, as I spend more time magnifying God, thinking about how great it is, that th that relationship becomes more ensconced in Him because I am constantly reminding myself of how wonderful He is. Therefore, I become closer, and I, I and I, I I want to be next to Him, and I want to learn more about Him, and I want to honor Him because I'm magnifying and I'm worshiping Him. So my point is. I think worship is an exercise that really changes me, and I and I don't know that it affects God one way or the other. But it's about changing me. It's about changing my attitude. So anyway, that's my third. Now I like it. That's that's pretty deep. No, I, I, I want to comment on that just a okay. little. So that's, I mean, you think about it, if you're sitting there thinking about that girl, it's not affecting her. Right. At all. Exactly. Right? Yeah. She doesn't care. Yeah. Now, if it's about you think about OU football, you're not affecting OU football right. either. You're just yeah. So it's the same with God. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's kind of my thought on it. You, you've been thinking about yes, that. Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. Oh, are we? Are we? Uh, is this? Is it the moment? Is it the moment? <laughs> I'm totally putting on my screenwriter's hat. Okay. Now. So, so you know, earlier I said that Jesus rising from the grave as a physical being didn't make sense to me, so I didn't have to believe it yeah. according to the Grace Mont principles. Right. So what if okay. what if okay. the apostles sneaked in and took his body and uh, they drugged the guards or something, you know, or Mary Magdalene lured him away. Right. Whatever. Anyway, but they took him away and, you know, he'd had the, to talk with him in the upper room, you know, the, the Last Supper about this is my body, you know, you should take take this, oh, eat yeah. it, and bless it to your bodies. This is, do this in remembrance right, of me. Right, yeah, take it, eat, this is my flesh, yeah, you got it, yeah. Yeah. 
So what if they took him seriously and they took his body and they ate it? Yeah, now... What do you think about that? Well, my... If they physically ate his body. So, but then you went on, you went on, you took that one step further and said... Well, I, I will if you... if Yeah, okay. okay. So, if they ate his body and screenwriter would say they all got superpowers depending on which part of the body they ate. So, like, whoever ate his eyes could see into the future and could heal the blind. Whoever ate his kidneys could, like, go for, like, days without having to go to the bathroom. Stuff like that. And What do you think? Or, or ate his brain. Yeah. And they would become enlightened. Fully and totally enlightened. Yeah. So... Okay, so one thing, I don't quite know what to think about that. <laughs> so. We would for sure, if back in grade school or high school, we would totally be going to hell oh, right I now. Oh, I know. Or I would be. Yeah. You haven't fully embraced it yet, so I, I, I would be on my way to hell. I'd be on the fast train. Yeah. The only thing that, that, I, that it kind of does make me think about, and here again, I read this uh, Roman myth book. And, you know, like all of our planets are named after, like Pluto and, and Saturn. Right. You know, they're all Greek gods. But to your point, they all had like some special characteristic, right? Like one guy was in the heavens and one god was the god of the water. And one guy was the God who was in Hades and the underworld and, and dwelt among the other world. So I was just thinking to your point, you know, if someone, and, and, and another thing to your point, he did say, eat my body and drink my blood. And there's also a verse of scripture where he was, and I can't remember the sermon on the Mount. It was one of the times he, I think, fed the 5,000 and he says something about his blood being you have to drink my blood you have to and and they said this is this is a hard thing we cannot do this and he lost a lot of in fact he even asked the disciples he said are you going to leave me too but there is some okay and then and then just go back one step further I think I told you, and I may have mentioned it in one of our podcasts previously, that from what I understood before, even Christianity, that type of thinking was common, but it was common for like the wheat god. So these people who worshiped the wheat god would eat bread and drink beer. And they would say, we're going to do this to honor our god by drink, eating his body and drinking his blood. And the same thing it was with with wine. They would eat grapes and say we're eating his body and drink and by drinking the wine. And then Christianity seemed to sort of adopt that ideology of we're eating Christ's body and drinking his blood. So maybe it's not that unusual to think his disciples took him literally, right? Yep. It could have happened. Who knows? So, and I wonder, I, as I was thinking of this, I started wondering, if, if Jesus were here today, yeah. would he like horror films? 
And I would is is that blasphemous to wonder if Jesus would like horror films? I don't think so because I I bet he'd be there watching you know disciples would get in front of the big screen, and they'd say, "Okay, Freddie, here we come. We're going to watch you again." Or 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 okay. And so here the screenwriter thing is he's sitting around the the fire, and Jesus says, "Oh, I got a good one. There is this guy, and he comes out at night and he says, "I want my head." Give me back my head. Did he did he get into those kind of stories, you know, and talk about so, scary campfire stories? Campfire stories, they're the best, right? Might, maybe so. And, and his head, maybe his head. So. I think he, I, well, here again. Okay, you're the physician, right? I may be putting too much of a burden on you, but I read one time like, why do people like scary movies? Why is it? Why did why do these teenagers line up? And, and and pay $15 to just have the bejeebies scared out of them. I did it as a kid. I went to all the, you know, what was it? Uh, oh, it was Halloween. Remember the Halloween movies? And and what was the guy that, oh, Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street. Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff. We saw all that stuff, and it scared the crap out of us. But we like. yeah, he liked it. He liked it. He would have liked it. Yeah. I didn't go to those. I was too big a weenie. Oh, you were? They scared me too much. I wouldn't go. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. I watched them all. And not all of them, I guess. I wouldn't. But, yeah, I don't know. I just, man, getting getting all on the couch, you know, and just, oh, my gosh, here comes. What's it going to be? You know, I loved it. I don't know. <laughs> the adrenaline. It was just fun, man. And it's like, why? What What's in the human psyche that likes that? So the answer is yes. So, okay, well, I don't see a reason why not. Yeah. So I, I, I had quite a bit, quite a few more thoughts about the the different disciples and what parts they ate and so forth. Bring it. And so like, so like, John, I I think John might have been a stalker. Okay. You know, he could be a stalker in this film. Yeah. Because. He referred to himself as the disciple that Jesus loved. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mary Magdalene might have had, you know, a little little bit of debate with that, and that may be why her book didn't make it in. Because who said that he was the disciple that Jesus loved? It's only in his book that it says that. So Jesus was like, he was probably the one that Jesus was like, hey, uh, could you, could you all make John stay a few steps back from me? He yeah. makes me nervous. Yeah, you know? he's, he's always trying to touch me and trying to touch my robes and stuff. You know, it's uh, it's kind of creepy. Well, or, or if you go the other direction, maybe they had some. No, 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 no. no. Okay, so oh, this is Gracemont. <laughs> we had the Gracemont. Okay. We had the Gracemont tenant. <laughs> Okay. okay. Open mind. Okay. Right. Open mind. Okay. So I'm opening here my mind. again, you and I. There, there you go. My mind is now open. You okay. and I went went to Rome. We toured Rome. We toured Florence. In that day and age, that just wasn't a huge taboo weird thing. And think about this. John, the disciple that he loved. Why say that? He, loved, he loves the whole world. We're told that 
because he loved the whole world, he gave his only begotten son. So why? He loves everybody. He loves all those disciples. What was it about John that he felt like, he didn't do it once, he did it twice in this one scripture we read Sunday, that I am the disciple that Jesus loved. I right. mean, that's, why say that? Why emphasize that? Well, he's also the one that said Jesus was God. That, he, he quotes Jesus as saying, I am. If you And if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, forth. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's the one that gives deity status to, to Jesus if, rather than demigod status. And then, of course, Paul picks up on it later, but yeah, he wasn't and there. Yeah, Peter did too. He said, I am the rock. He said, you are the Christ. And that's why Peter became the rock and the... But, but uh, I'll leave it at this, because I think this is even creeping you out. His, his, Not yet. his point was, there's something special about me and our relationship. There's something uniquely special about our relationship. And it is a loving relationship. I don't know. I think most any stalker would say that. Oh, yeah. About his victim. Yeah. Say, he, he loved me. I know he did. No, I, I swear to God, dude, yeah. I didn't love you. I don't know why you got that in your head. <laughs> it was just that one time. Yeah. <laughs> that one time. I was drunk. <laughs> I, I don't even too remember much of most of it. Wine. And so don't, you can't go on that one time, man. I just. Uh, right. All right. So don't so don't don't call me anymore. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of not in anymore, okay? You know? <laughs> yeah, you kind of like you say, you kind of creep me out, dude. I don't I don't know what it is yeah. about you, but you always get way too close to me when you talk and stuff. It's just weird. So, do you think we've inspired anybody today? I'm not sure we Probably have. Probably not, but maybe we made somebody laugh, who knows. But you don't you can't help but wonder if someone goes you know i always wondered that too <laughs> that's why we're here right it's like all those things that you True. wondered but never gave yourself permission to really contemplate but well well back to the very beginning of the things you're supposed to believe yeah. according to the council of nicaea okay yeah the one i believe is is jesus died on the cross okay. Sin. I'm done. Oh, Jesus died on the cross. Okay, that's it. The the rest of the rest of that stuff. Who knows? I mean, that's what people right. have, people have written all that stuff. But who knows yeah. what the real truth is? And and I'll tell you the uh, last last thing I tell you. You know, I I consider myself somewhat of an atheist, but I will tell you this: my faith in Jesus saved me from my addiction, because right. because there was just that. As I look back about it, I mean, the, the truth is, I guess I could have worshipped a rock or something, but I just truly believe there was power in this religion, beliefs, guy, God, whatever, and and I believed it to the point that it saved my life. And so, I don't know, some of that stuff I can't explain. Maybe you will believe it again someday, who knows? I may. But... You still fear hell. Oh yeah. You told me oh, that. Oh yeah. So it I don't think you can really be an atheist if you fear hell. Yeah. So you may have to be an an almost atheist. Oh. So by the way, Sarah, 
who what? was on our podcast before, she tells me, uh, she says you're agnostic. Because we run and we talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, talk. In fact, we... She says you're agnostic? Yeah. We, we, or me? No, me. Because she goes, oh, she okay. goes, you, it's not like you don't believe in a God or there's some power out there. And I'm like, yeah, I, I think there's something out there. I just don't think he's what I've been told he is. And she said, well, you're agnostic. You're not atheist then. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So. Okay, you're going to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to label you a little better. I yeah, think. right. I got to figure out what I am because I don't even know, obviously. So, you are a seeker. I am a seeker. That's what I am. That's what I want to be. You're a seeker. I want to be a seeker. Yeah. All right. Have we sought this enough, or you still got more thoughts? No, no. I have. I wanted to talk to you about something after we get off here a little bit. I don't know. Okay. Is it top secret? No, it's not top secret. I'll talk about it now. Then, the marketing thing about. I don't. I just didn't. So you told me this story one time about this black gentleman and he was like really like fired up full of energy this guy was going to change the world and you were like i want to get with this guy i want him i want to do business with this guy do you remember who that was absolutely okay well i'm kind of not that i'm just not that and i'm like i remember thinking i was kind of intimidated by the guys like god there's no way i could keep pace with that dude but i'm kind of so I just, I don't know. We're having fun. Let's do this. I don't know what your plans are exactly. I just don't, I just don't want you to go like, come on, Preston. You know, we need to, hey, I want to do, I want to do a uh, commercial. I think that'd be super fun. You know, like one of those silly deals. Well, I'm having fun doing this too, and I don't care. And if, if the Lord wills us yeah. to become popular, yeah. we will. Yeah. So, or maybe that's that's what will happen. We should wait for divine intervention to get more listeners to our podcast. Yeah. And honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of changing inwardly. I'm getting like, well, you even mentioned at one time you said it's so much more easy to to witness to talk to somebody about God and say, hey, you know what? We I just have a ton of questions, man. And 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 so it's kind of changing me and so now i'm reading these books and i'm on youtube watching videos and and i watched a video about the nicene creed and i watched a book a video about um the, the gospel of mary and da, da 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 and now i'm like oh wow that's so interesting and so i'm kind of you're looking for people to tell uh, yeah talk yeah about exactly it. so you just got me yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's just uh it's 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 good. So I I just like what it's doing to me, you know. I mean I'm I'm happy with that. It's just I just feel there's some energy in this. There's some energy in it, and and it, and it's it's very interesting. I just think it's interesting. So. Well, for for me, it's been freedom more than anything. Yeah. Freedom from uh, oppression, basically, which is what I've felt. All my life, at least since I've been a grown-up, going to Southern Baptist Church, I've felt oppressed. Yeah. And suppressed. Right. Because I wasn't supposed to think, and uh, I'm supposed to just kind of go with the flow. And I'm not, I'm not real good at just going with the flow. I'm, I'm a lot better at disrupting the flow a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 
And so yeah, it was. Uh, so this is this has been nice for me. Yeah, well, good. Well, I'm glad it's been good for me too. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a deal, man. I mean, it's for me, it's kind of a deal. You know, it's kind of a I don't know. It's, it's like it feels important or something or or substantial or something. You know, so. Maybe it is. Maybe we'll change the world. A little bit at a time, right? You, I mean, it's yeah, it's totally so. possible. You just you just don't know, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, both of our listeners, they may have, they may have, may have totally changed their could lives. Could have been, and there, there's. There, we may be up to three now. We could be up to I don't three. Know. We could be up to three. <laughs> I'm watching those stats close. Yeah, okay. We get four. I'm gonna oh, let you know. Yeah. We have four listeners. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, you ready to sign I'm off? I'm ready to sign off, man. I'm, okay. Do you want yeah, to Yeah, okay, so this, this was episode 16 of Gracemont, our Easter, our Easter special. And we thank you for joining us. We just want you to, like, just call us or something or connect with us some way. If you can figure out a way to connect with us. Can they connect with us somehow? On our, I think they can leave comments on and, some. And of let's yeah. get on. Let's get. We want. We're really new into this, so we want you on the podcast. I want you on the podcast. Well, I want to hear what you have to. I want to hear your crazy ideas, and and nothing's too crazy. And if it is, we'll edit it out. So, thank you <laughs> right. for listening. If you're out there, and uh, have a great seek on seek on. And this is Apostle Duke, 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 and my... Apostle, Apostle John, John Luke. Luke. All right, signing off. And we will see you, see you next time. Bye. Bye.